0: Canto 13. The Envious, and Instances of Generosity. We were upon the summit of the stairs, where for the second time is cut away the mountain, which ascending shriveth all. There in like manner doth a cornice bind the hill all round about, as does the first, save that its arc more suddenly is curved. Shade is there none, nor sculpture that appears, So seems the bank, and so the road seems smooth with but the livid color of the stone. If to inquire we wait for people here, the poet said, I fear that peradventure too much delay will our election have. Then steadfast on the sun his eyes he fixed, made his right side the center of his motion, and turned the left part of himself about. O thou sweet light, with trust in whom I enter upon this novel journey, do thou lead us, said he, as one within here should be led. Thou warmest the world, thou shinest over it. If other reason prompt not otherwise, thy rays should evermore our leaders be. As much as here is counted for a mile, so much already there had we advanced in little time by dint of ready will. And towards us there were heard to fly, albeit they were not visible, spirits uttering unto love's table courteous invitations. The first voice that passed onward in its flight, Vinum non habent, said in accents loud, and went reiterating it behind us. And ere it wholly grew inaudible because of distance, passed another, crying, I am Orestes, and it also stayed not. O, oh, said I, father, these what voices are they? And even as I asked, behold the third, saying, Love those from whom ye have had evil. And the good master said, This circle scourges the sin of envy, and on that account are drawn from love the lashes of the scourge. The bridle of another sound shall be, I think that thou wilt hear it, as I judge, before thou comest to the pass of pardon. But fix thine eyes athwart the air right steadfast, and people thou wilt see before us sitting, and each one close against the cliff is seated. Then wider than at first mine eyes I opened. I looked before me and saw shades with mantles not from the color of the stone diverse. And when we were a little farther onward I heard a cry of, Mary, pray for us, a cry of, Michael, Peter, and all saints, I do not think there walketh still on earth a man so hard that he would not be pierced with pity at what afterward I saw. For when I had approached so near to them that manifest to me their acts became, drained was I at the eyes by heavy grief. Covered with sackcloth vial they seemed to me, and one sustained the other with his shoulder, and all of them were by the bank sustained. Thus do the blind in want of livelihood stand at the doors of churches asking alms, and one upon another leans his head, so that in others pity soon may rise, not only at the accent of their words, but at their aspect, which no less implores. And as unto the blind the sun comes not, so to the shades of whom just now I spake heaven's light will not be bounteous of itself, for all their lids an iron wire transpierces, and sews them up, as to a sparhawk wild is done, because it will not quiet stay. To me it seemed in passing to do outrage, seeing the others without being seen, wherefore I turned me to my counsel sage. Well knew he what the mute one wished to say, and therefore waited not for my demand, but said, Speak, and be brief, and to the point. I had Virgilius upon that side of the embankment from which one may fall, since by no border tis engarlanded. Upon the other side of me I had the shades devout, who through the horrible seam pressed out the tears so that they bathed their cheeks. To them I turned me, and, O people, certain, began I, of beholding the high light which your desire has solely in its care, so may grace speedily dissolve the scum upon your consciences that limpidly through them descend the river of the mind. Tell me, for dear twill be to me and gracious, if any soul among you here is Latin, and twill perchance be good for him I learn it. O brother mine, each one is citizen of one true city, but thy meaning is, who may have lived in Italy a pilgrim? By way of answer this I seemed to hear, a little farther on than where we stood, whereat I made myself still nearer heard. Among the rest I saw a shade that weighted an aspect, and should anyone ask how its chin it lifted upward like a blind man. Spirit, I said, who stoopest to ascend, if thou art he who did reply to me, make thyself known to me by place or name. Sienese was I, it replied, and with the others here recleanse my guilty life, weeping to him to lend himself to us. Sapient I was not, although I Sapia was called, and I was at another's harm more happy far than at my own good fortune. And that thou mayst not think that I deceive thee here if I was as foolish as I tell thee, the ark already of my years descending, my fellow-citizens near Cole were joined in battle with their adversaries, and I was praying God for what He willed, routed were they, and turned into the bitter passes of flight, and I, the chase beholding a joy received unequalled by all others, so that I lifted upward my bold face, crying to God, "Henceforth I fear thee not, as did the blackbird at the little sunshine. Peace I desired with God at the extreme of my existence, and as yet would not my debt have been by penitence discharged, had it not been that in remembrance held me Pierre Petignano in his holy prayers, who out of charity was grieved for me. But who art thou, that into our conditions questioning goest, and hast thine eyes unbound, as I believe, and breathing dost discourse? Mine eyes, I said, will yet be here taken from me, but for short space, for small is the offense committed by their being turned with envy. Far greater is the fear, wherein suspended my soul is, of the torment underneath, for even now the load down there weighs on me. And she to me, Who led thee then among us up here, if to return below thou thinkest? And I, he who is with me and speaks not, and living am I, therefore ask of me, spirit elect, if thou wouldst have me move o'er yonder yet my mortal feet for thee. Oh, this is such a novel thing to hear! She answered, That great sign it is, God loves thee. Therefore with prayer of thine sometimes assist me, and I implore, by what thou most desirest, if e'er thou treadest the soil of Tuscany, well with my kindred reinstate my fame. Then wilt thou see among that people vain who hope in Talamone, and will lose there more hope than in discovering the Diana. But there still more the admirals will lose. Canto Fourteen. Instances of Punished Envy. Who is this one that goes about our mountain, or ever death has given him power of flight, and opes his eyes and shuts them at his will? I know not who, but know he's not alone. Ask him thyself, for thou art nearer to him, and gently, so that he may speak, accost him. Thus did two spirits, leaning towards each other, discourse about me there on the right hand. Then held supine their faces to address me, and said the one, O soul, that fastened still within the body towards the heaven art going, for charity console us, whence comest, and who art thou? for thou makest us as much to marvel at this grace of thine as must a thing that never yet has been. And I, through midst of Tuscany there wanders a streamlet that is born in Falterona, and not a hundred miles of course suffice it. From thereupon do I this body bring, to tell you who I am were speech in vain, because my name as yet makes no great noise. If well thy meaning I can penetrate with intellect of mine, then answered me he who first spake, thou speakest of the Arno. And said the other to him, Why concealed this one the appellation of that river, even as a man doth of things horrible? And thus the shade that questioned was of this himself acquitted. I know not, but truly tis fit the name of such a valley perish. For from its fountain head, where is so pregnant the alpine mountain, whence is cleft Peloro, that in few places it that mark surpasses, to where it yields itself in restoration of what the heaven doth of the sea dry up, whence have the rivers that which goes with them, virtue is like an enemy avoided by all, as is a serpent through misfortune of place, or through bad habit that impels them. On which account have so transformed their nature the dwellers in that miserable valley, it seems that Circe had them in her pasture. Mid ugly swine of acorns worthier than other food for human use created, it first directeth its impoverished way. curs findeth it thereafter, coming downward, more snarling than their puissance demands, and turns from them disdainfully its muzzle. It goes on falling, and the more it grows, the more it finds the dogs becoming wolves, this maledict and misadventurous ditch. Descended then through many a hollow gulf, it finds the foxes so replete with fraud, they fear no cunning that may master them nor will I cease because another hears me, and well twill be for him, if still he mind him of what a truthful spirit to me unravels. Thy grandson, I behold, who doth become a hunter of those wolves upon the bank of the wild stream, and terrifies them all. He sells their flesh, it being yet alive, thereafter slaughters them like ancient beeves, many of life himself of praise deprives. Bloodstained he issues from the dismal forest, he leaves it such a thousand years from now in its primeval state as not rewooded as at the announcement of impending ills the face of him who listens is disturbed, from whate'er side the peril sees upon him, so I beheld that other soul, which stood turned round to listen, grow disturbed and sad, when it had gathered to itself the word. The speech of one and aspect of the other had me desirous made to know their names, and question mixed with prayers I made thereof. Whereat the spirit which first spake to me began again, Thou wishest I should bring me to do for thee what thou'lt not do for me. But since God willeth that in thee shine forth such grace of his, I'll not be chary with thee, Know then that I, Guido del Duca, am. My blood was so with envy set on fire, that, if I beheld a man make merry, thou wouldst have seen me sprinkled o'er with pallor. From my own sowing such the straw I reap. O human race, why dost thou set thy heart where interdictive partnership must be? This is Rainier, this is the boast in honor of the house of Calboli, where no one since has made himself the heir of his desert." And not alone his blood is made devoid, Twixt Po and Mount and Seashore and the Reno, of good required for truth and for diversion, for all within these boundaries is full of venomous roots, so that too tardily by cultivation now would they diminish. Where is Goodlizio and Arigo Manardi, Pier Travesaro and Guido di Carpigna, O Ramagnoli into bastards turned? When in Bologna will a fabro arise, when in Faenza a Bernardin di Fosco, the noble scion of Ignoble Seed? Be not astonished, Tuscan, if I weep when I remember, with Guido da Prata, Ugoli Dazzo, who was living with us, Frederick Tignoso and his company, the house of Traversara and the Anastagi, and one race and the other is extinct. The dames and cavaliers, the toils and ease that filled our souls with love and courtesy, there where the hearts have so malicious grown. O Bretinoro, why dost thou not flee, seeing that all thy family is gone, and many people not to be corrupted? Bagnacaval does well in not begetting, and ill does Castrocaro and Conio worse in taking trouble to beget such counts. We'll do well the Pagani, when their devil shall have departed, but not therefore pure will testimony of them mayor remain. O Ugli de Fantoli, secure thy name, since no longer is awaited one who, degenerating, can obscure it. But go now, Tuscan, for now delights me to weep far better than it does to speak, so much has our discourse my mind distressed. We were aware that those beloved souls heard us depart, therefore by keeping silent they made us of our pathway confident. When we became alone by going onward, thunder, when it doth cleave the air, appeared a voice that counter to us came, exclaiming, Shall slay me whosoever findeth me, and fled as the reverberation dies if suddenly the cloud asunder bursts. As soon as hearing had a truce from this, behold another, with so great a crash that it resembled thunderings following fast, I am a glaurus who became a stone. And then, to press myself close to the poet, I backward and not forward took a step. Already on all sides the air was quiet, and said he to me, That was the hard curb that ought to hold a man within his bounds. But you take in the bait so that the hook of the old adversary draws you to him, and hence availeth little curb or call. The heavens are calling you, and wheel around you, displaying to you their eternal beauties, and still your eyes looking on the ground. Whence he who all discerns chastises you. Canto 15 The Angel of Generosity The Third Ring, Anger Instances of Gentleness As much as twixt the close of the third hour and dawn of day appeareth of that sphere which I in fashion of a child is playing, so much it now appeared, towards the night, was of his course remaining to the sun. There it was evening, and t'was midnight here. And the rays smote the middle of our faces, because by us the mount was so encircled that straight towards the west we now were going. When I perceived my forehead overpowered beneath the splendor far more than at first, and stupor were to me the things unknown, whereat towards the summit of my brow I raised my hands, and made myself the visor which the excessive glare diminishes." As when from off the water, or a mirror, the sunbeam leaps unto the opposite side, ascending upward in the selfsame measure that it descends, and deviates as far from falling of a stone in line direct as demonstrate experiment in art, so it appeared to me that by a light refracted there before me I was smitten, on which account my sight was swift to flee. What is that, father sweet, from which I cannot so fully screen my sight that it avail me, said I, and seems towards us to be moving? Marvel thou not, if dazzle thee ye as yet the family of heaven, he answered me, An angel tis, who comes to invite us upward. Soon will it be that to behold these things shall not be grievous, but delightful to thee, as much as nature fashioned thee to feel. When we had reached the angel Benedite, with joyful voice he said, Here enter into stairway far less steep than are the others. We mounting were, already thence departed, and "Beati misericordes was behind us sung, Rejoice thou that overcomest. My master and myself, we two alone were going upward, and I thought, in going, some profit to acquire from words of his and I to him directed me, thus asking, What did the spirit of Romagna mean, mentioning interdict and partnership? Whence he to me, Of his own greatest failing he knows the harm, and therefore wonder not, if he reprove us, that we less may rue it, because are thither pointed your desires, whereby companionship each share is lessened, envy doth ply the bellows to your sighs. But if the love of the supernal sphere should upwardly direct your aspiration, there would not be that fear within your breast. For there, as much the more as one says our, so much the more of good each one possesses, and more of charity in that cloister burns. I am more hungering to be satisfied, I said, than if I had before been silent, and more of doubt within my mind I gather. How can it be that, boon distributed, the more possessors can more wealthy make therein, than if by a few it be possessed? And he to me. Because thou fixest still thy mind entirely upon earthly things, thou pluckest darkness from the very light, That goodness infinite and ineffable which is above there runneth unto love, as to a lucid body comes the sunbeam. So much it gives itself as it finds ardor, so that as far as charity extends, or it increases the eternal valor. And the more people thitherward aspire, more are there to love well, and more they love there, and, as a mirror, one reflects the other. And if my reasoning appease thee not, thou shalt see Beatrice, and she will fully take from thee this and every other longing. Endeavor, then, that soon may be extinct, as are the two already, the five wounds that close themselves again by being painful. Even as I wished to say, Thou dost appease me, I saw that I had reached another circle, so that my eager eyes made me keep silence. There it appeared to me that in a vision ecstatic on a sudden I was wrapped, and in a temple many persons saw. And at the door a woman with the sweet behavior of a mother, saying, Son, why in this manner hast thou dealt with us? Lo, sorrowing, thy father and myself were seeking for thee. And as here she ceased, that which appeared at first had disappeared. Then I beheld another with those waters adown her cheeks which grief distills whenever from great disdain of others it is born, and saying, If of that city thou art lord, for whose name was such strife among the gods, and whence doth every science scintillate, avenge thyself on those audacious arms that clasped our daughter, O Pisistratus. And the lord seemed to me benign and mild, to answer her with aspect temperate, What shall we do to those who wish us ill, if he who loves us be by us condemned? Then saw I people hot in fire of wrath, with stones a young man slaying, clamorously still crying to each other, kill him, kill him. And him I saw bow down, because of death that weighed already on him to the earth, but of his eyes made ever gates to heaven, imploring the high lord in so great strife, that he would pardon those his persecutors, with such an aspect as unlocks compassion. Soon as my soul had outwardly returned to things external to it which are true, did I not my false errors recognize? My leader, who could see me bear myself like to a man that rouses him from sleep, exclaimed, What ails thee that thou canst not stand, but hast been coming more than half a league veiling thine eyes, and with thy legs entangled in guise of one whom wine or sleep subdues? O my sweet father, if thou listen to me, I'll tell thee, said I, what appeared to me when thus for me my legs were taken away. And he, if thou shouldst have a hundred masks upon thy face, for me would not be shut thy cogitations, however small. What thou hast seen was that thou mayst not fail to ope thy heart unto the waters of peace which from the eternal fountain are diffused. I did not ask what ails thee, as he does who only looketh with the eyes that see not, when of the soul bereft the body lies, but asked it to give vigor to thy feet. Thus must we needs urge on the sluggards, slow to use their wakefulness when it returns. We passed along athwart the twilight, peering forward as far as ever I could stretch, against the sunbeam, serotine and lucent. And lo, by slow degrees, a smoke approached in our direction, somber as the night, nor was there place to hide oneself therefrom. This of our eyes and the pure air bereft us.